welcome back to another episode of Toast and Roast. That's not our opening song, but um, as always, I'm your co-host, Jeff, and I'm here with Georgie. It's me. It's me. It's you. It's me. It's... Um... Oh, wait. You know how every time we do like a, um, a Hello World example... Yeah, like the freaking yeah. theme song pops into my head from the Saddle, Saddle Club. Club. <laughs> yeah, um, this is the this is the hazard from growing up, or the side effects of growing up with two older sisters, that you get introduced to a wide variety of uh, TV shows. But do you think that they made that Hello World, knowing at all that it was the first thing you learn in a lot of programming languages? Hell no, right? I mean, but you, you're right. I think, I guess, like, how how did they come up with a Hello World uh, as the starting example? Hello World programming. Okay, so for people who don't know, who don't code, <laughs> um, it's often that if when you start off with a new um, piece of software, uh, that they give you an example that is, that essentially prints hello world whether it's in your browser or it's in some kind of um command terminal which i won't even try to describe what that is um it's the thing that in movies it looks like the hacker is oh, typing yeah, in yeah. this black that's how it's portrayed in a lot of media is that yeah. the terminal um is is that i don't even yeah you're right don't even know how to describe it <laughs> I think I think that's pretty good. Yeah, if you ever watch like, um, let's say you watch Mars, the movie with uh, Matt Damon, not Matt Damon. Mars, Mars movie. It's the guy who always gets lost. Yeah, it is Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, have we talked? We talked about the the Martian, the, Bourne, the Bourne movies. But yeah, we have said, talked about. But the you Bourne. said you haven't seen them. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's, oh you, I, it's so funny. I mean, not funny, but... Yeah. It's, it's your all-time favourite series, apart from... Uh, Back to the Future. Oh, Back to the Future? Uh, what What about um, jo- the John Wick, you know? Oh, um, fuck off! <laughs> 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 fucking hate John Wick. Ah, oh, John Wick. Um, so The Martian, that's right. I keep calling it the Mars movie. But in, in The Martian, Matt Damon ho- like opens up these two laptops, and he he drags like a window from one laptop across to the other laptop. <laughs> and I thought that was the most mind blowing thing of any concept. I'm like, holy shit. Imagine if we could just drag from one laptop over to the other seamlessly, we'd be, we'd have so much of a better life, but not really. But like, wait, it says 2015. So that's not very long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he opens up two very old-looking laptops because he's gone on a Mars mission. Um, the Martian, and and then that's the thing that he types in, uh, which is a terminal in there somewhere. Laptops. Wait. So he types "Hello World." No, he doesn't type oh. "Hello World," but he uses the command line to type "Hello World." Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> are people photoshopping stuff in there? So, stuff. I like... bet this is memed. Yeah, everything gets memed these days. Um, This poor guy. But he has one of those older satellite-esque kind of laptops. What uh, time period is it set in? That's a good question, hey? 
The Martian, 2015, uh, directed by Ridley Scott, of course, because she is the origin, the OG person who goes into space. Um, screenplay from the 2011 model. Like, what year is it? Said? Novel. Oh. It's based on a novel. Didn't even know. Hey, it's Jeff Daniels. In 2035. So I'd expect people to be able to drag a window from one operating system to another in 2035, I guess. But why Why were they... You said they were really old looking, the laptops. Yeah, they did. Oh, I mean, I guess it doesn't look too old. It looks like a regular satellite-esque kind of laptop. So maybe I misremembered. Hmm. It's Actually, got all that protection. Yeah. So speaking of like this like technology in movies that... Like, uh, when they're set in different time periods and asking the question of is this, is this relevant or is it an accurate prediction, um, I think, uh, um, since we just mentioned Back to the Future, it reminded me of that. Someone um, had actually discussed some of the elements of Back to the Future, which was uh, uh, released in the 1980s. And right. Um, I don't know. No, actually, sorry. It's Back to the Future 2, where they go to 2015. Oh. Yeah. And so the things that were uh, predicted in the film were like hoverboards. Uh, I think they had a smartwatch, um, flying cars. And some of the things were not not accurate, such as the hoverboard. Oh, actually, no. No, such as the flying cars. Um, But the hoverboard, we do have some kind of... Some kind oh God, of the crappy real thing. Yeah, but they had like smartwatches. They had um oh, yeah. other really sort of like remote. Uh, I can't remember, but there was actually a list of some of the things in Back to the Future Technologies. Too. Yeah. Technology predictions. Ooh, Ten yeah. predictions that came true. So Here we go. there was some really good predictions in there. Personal considering... drones. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, tablets and mobile payment technology. Yeah. Biometric devices. Hands-free gaming consoles. Smart clothing and wearable technology. Uh, that's debatable. Um, I don't know if any <laughs> of the smart clothing really got oh, to... Actually, the the lace, like, what they had in the film was uh, shoelaces that... Uh, shoes yeah. that lace themselves. And I think Nike actually tried to make something like that, but it didn't yeah. really take off. Um, I think they made one, and I remember a YouTuber who, um, the Nike self-tying shoes, yeah. I remember one YouTuber reviewing it, because they're the only ones that were able to get a hand, hand on them. But you know what, like, I just oh. prefer shoes you can, sneakers you can slip on. Yeah. <laughs> like, like why do you... Not yeah. sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> why do you need laces at all? I oh. love me lace, laceless shoes. Yeah, uh, that's MKBHD, of course. That's the only guy on on the entirety of YouTube that gets his hand on weird stuff like this. <laughs> uh, video phones, that's cool. Waste fueled cars. Yeah, kind of like from an environmentally friendly, environmental perspective. Hydrogen fuel cell car. Okay. Hoverboards. We did make um, something like that. The Lexus created a hoverboard, but I mean, no one can actually buy and use one. Actually, I remember seeing a video about this, the Hendo board, and they were like, 
going left and right on the, uh, I mean, up and down the half pipe or quarter pipe or whatever you want to call it. And that was it. That's all I saw from it. I've always thought that these were really shit. Like they don't get you anywhere. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Look at it. It's got four big ass like, um, I don't know, perpendicular to the floor facing wheels. Um, yeah. I think the definition of hover is is very specific. Um, yeah. And if you achieve that which is a cushion of air underneath the, uh, what, remain in one place in the air. Yeah, a verb, as in to hover over something. Oh, like. okay, yeah. A definition of hover technology? Anyways, so... Well, yeah, like, practically, you, you're right. If you manage to get air under the thing and it's basically floating, it's hovering, even if it is, like, two centimetres. Yeah, like, this thing is, like, way, way... So it doesn't matter how large this hoverboard is and how unwieldy it looks, but it's fucking hovering. <laughs> did they get Tony Hawk to ride it? Of course they did. <laughs> this guy still coming out with video games. I don't know if you ever really saw the Tony Hawk series. I I played a little bit on PlayStation, but that was like fucking ten years ago. Yeah, I loved it. I don't. I don't. I played like the very first one on the PlayStation or something. Something about like uh, grinding on a bar for as long as you possibly can, and then watching Tony Hawk stack it at the end of it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I've actually wanted to learn how to skateboard, but I've never. I guess I've never bothered going through like following through with that. Oh yeah. Um. One of my ex coworkers, they got a. Um, the electric skateboard from, oh God, I can't remember what it's called now. It's called the electric skateboard. It's a really popular one. I don't remember. Uh, I feel like I have a friend who has one as well, but I. Electric skateboard, not evolve the more expensive one. Uh, shit. I can't remember what it's called now. It's like really long. Is it not a booster, no. Yeah, booster board. Oh, it boosted. is. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's boosted. Yeah, yeah. So he got a boosted. He got a boosted mini, which is about I don't know, uh, the size of this one. Um, what's the width? What's the length of this thing? It's six point nine kilos or fifteen pounds. It is not very specific on the length of it anyway it's like a half a skateboard and i was like okay cool so i want i wanted to get one of these boosted electric skateboards since living this is starting work uh in Piermont. and um basically you start you, you get a train into the city and then you have to walk another i don't know 15 20 minutes across a bridge across the yeah. city Town hall, right, and you go across. Yeah, the... yeah. Oh my uh, god, I hate Piermont. No, yeah. it's like no, no offense to anybody who actually like lives there. What I mean is, I used to work in Piermont, and I didn't like doing that walk across the bridge. Yeah, it's, and uh, I mean, if you don't want to walk it, then you can probably take a bus, but then you gotta wait for the bus. Um, can you take the, light, the light, rail? light rail? Yeah, take the light rail. Um, but basically, 
uh, I would see tons of people on electric skateboards every day, and it it really sold me on that idea that you know what, if I can't I can't skateboard at all, I don't have the you know the balance for it. But if you took away the fact that you had to kick off with your feet, I had it in my mind that I would be sold. I'd be like perfectly fine. Uh, didn't work out that way because I tried out the electric skateboard and um, stacked it. I sat on it and I was like, this is still doesn't feel safe at all. So I abandoned mm. that idea too. Wait, so what's the bottom like? It's not like any actual... Because don't some of them... Do they Maybe actually have... battery weight? on it. Mm. Wait, so it said it was six kilos. Oh my God, that's too heavy. I don't want to deal with it. That too, right? <laughs> You'd, I'd have to carry it on. the That's like a train. little suitcase. That's like a little carry-on baggage. Yeah. Because once you reach the doors to... Like, the, like train stations are inside for mm. the most part to get to it. So you have to actually carry it. And you might have to carry it up flights of stairs... Um, to get into the onto the platform, and I was like, "Yeah, if I can't tie that to my bag, no bueno." Yeah, I still think like manual. Are they called manual actual skateboards? <laughs> manual skateboards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I still like like them. You know, I f- feel like they're easier to carry, mm. even though I have no idea how to ride one, but. I feel like Definitely. they're easier to carry. Um, you have, you have more control over it, I guess. Yeah, I. Well, it's like you have to press a button to accelerate, and I guess if it like the tricky part is not accelerating so fast, um, that you may fall off. And with a skateboard, that's no not no way you can push off and continue at I don't know, six kilometers an hour or however fat. Whoa, this thing goes to 38 kilometers per hour or 23 miles per hour. So. Hmm. At this point, I feel like I'd rather get a bicycle, maybe. Yeah. Electric bicycle. <laughs> so you don't have to ride as hard. <laughs> yeah. My colleague has one. Um, yeah. But yeah, actually, they're kind of illegal in Australia still. In illegal in Sydney. what sense? Illegal in a sense that it's too actually too fast for the sidewalk. Because yeah. sidewalk allows electric vehicles, but those are like for the old people, like motorized thing. Okay, can't say just for old people yeah. because many other people might need like it. mobility impaired people yeah. would need mobility like impaired yeah. uh, four wheel electric uh, vehicles that drive at like one kilometer an hour. No, um, I think it's. I think it got to ten. I'm pretty. 10? I'm pretty sure I've seen people in wheelchairs, uh, like electric wheelchairs, go a lot faster than me just walking on the pavement. <laughs> so I think they can be quite fast. But I, I feel like maybe five to ten is probably the safe, <laughs> reasonable. Yeah. If you hit the someone, they won't like break a bone. Maybe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they're still illegal. Mm. on the sidewalk and they're too slow to go on the road um <laughs> the they're not considered a bike so like yeah and we don't have very we don't have extensive cyclist lanes so even if you could use those which you probably sh- you should i would say i don't think they're, they're not everywhere so yeah they're very limited so all in all um 
it's a bit of a gray area because the government has decided to just not touch it and everyone just rides it however they want. Yeah. I thought about a scooter, but that also feels slightly unwieldy. I thought about it too. I was like, you know what? If I can't ride a skateboard, I'll just get a scooter with handles on it. Yeah. Fold it up and then just kind of carry it, right? (laughs) I've seen really, really thick ones. We're not not talking the little um, tiny flatbed scooters. Yeah. But if you get the cheap, I, I don't know if it's cheap or expensive, but one of the, I think the early models of electric, electric scooters. Oh By yeah, the way, they're really like clunky. Yeah, really clunky. Like they all have a whole fusion reactor on it. Um, but I, I think different places name scooters differently. We're, we're talking about the, like kind of like a flatbed with two wheels on either side and a, um, a straight upwards pole with two handles on it. Mm-hmm. scooter yeah i don't know maybe they call it a push scooter in some places yeah but basically not the one that's like Motorized. a motorbike yeah yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> um vespas yeah not like those not like those We're not, yeah yeah so yeah that kind of like squashed that anyways back to just fucking walk yeah just fucking walk (laughs) (laughs) I've thought about it actually as well because I got uh, my electric car and you might you may have to park a little bit further away from where you want to be so I was like what if I get an electric scooter for the last mile you know (laughs) no no it's not (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, there's a charger at the Broadway Shopping Center, mm. um, which is maybe a 15-minute walk away from actual city center. So I was like, you know what? I'll park it there, I'll charge it, and then I'll hop on a scooter and I'll zip up into the city. Um, but no, I don't do that often enough. Uh, let's see, what else on this list? Video glasses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Google got into some heat about this, hey. Like, because they're, they're useless. <laughs> I think they breached some privacy laws because it has a, technically has a camera on it and people are walking around filming people without their consent, perhaps. Okay, so this, this opens up a strange door. Yeah. So if I walk outside in my neighborhood and look at people walking their dogs and stuff, they're out in public and they know that. You know, like... <laughs> And so even people who want to, who choose to dress in their pajamas and, and stuff like that, like basically they walk down in public. I see them. I see their dogs and I see when their dogs do a poop and they don't pick up the poop. Like if I had glasses on, like Google glasses or some kind of glasses and I was recording that, how different is it compared to me just getting my phone out and recording a video in public. People know they're in public. So where yeah. was the actual sort of privacy problem? Like, Here we go. Reasonable expectation of privacy. Uh, on one hand, the increased documentation of events will help courts solve crimes and reach just outcomes. However, what effect will this have on our privacy rights? Oh God, the Fourth Amendment protects all persons from unreasonable searches and seizures by the government. 
a search is considered unreasonable if it violates a person's reasonable expectation of privacy. For example, a federal judge recently ruled that the NSA violated reasonable expectations of privacy by intercepting private phone records. However, what happens to one's reasonable expectation of privacy is uh, if we can reasonably expect everything we do to be documented by Google Glass, as our expectation, privacy expectations decrease, will police ability to reasonably document citizen activity increase? Uh, I guess if it's like becomes normal from like consumers perspective that we are recorded all the time, that then that means that the police can record all the time. Oh, so like a surveillance thing. I was thinking, what if you're wearing these Google glasses? Like, is the problem like, let's say I go and let's say I go to a restaurant and then I go and use the bathroom. And I'm wearing the glasses, <laughs> you know, uh, and people don't know that they're record- being recorded. Like, obviously, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to see it. I might see people in the bathroom, like putting on makeup or washing their hands or whatever, people walking into the cubicle. Um, but then I don't know, like, let's say I go and do my business and I've got these glasses on and it's recording everything that's happening without me like knowing and i guess maybe yeah. that's the sort of reasonable <laughs> expectation of privacy is it's not reasonable i can't always tell or remember or know that i am recording versus if i'm holding literally holding like a phone yeah and other people don't know that i am recording them <laughs> just by looking at them <laughs> yeah i guess we just give up all of our privacy it's almost like Everyone says it's okay to give up all privacy, where it's not entirely okay to give up all privacy. Um, some people may be self-conscious about their uh, toilet activities. Um, <laughs> and, and then, like, I was just thinking, okay, so if if recording in bathrooms is unacceptable, then maybe Google Glass can GPS recognize you're in a... or, like, do a scan mm-hmm. of your surroundings, say you're in a bathroom, and then censor it. But then that question, censorship question, what is and isn't allowed to be censored? Yeah, and then if they know that those are bathrooms, what if they then use that information to do something not so ethical? Yeah, no, like, now knowing where the bathrooms are. <laughs> They're like, it seems you spent a little bit too long in the bathroom. We <laughs> organized a doctor <laughs> visit for you in, in the next couple of days. Yeah, yeah, or it becomes a bit too, yeah, like, um, it's kind of like that whole thing where you're just like, is is Google, is somebody, like, listening to me talking because you get ads that are targeted to literally something you thought about? The algorithm's too good. Um, I remember when I looked up this one, uh, mask. Don't look it up, everyone, but you'll probably, if you want to. Uh, it's Erinum. Erinum? Erinium? Erinum. Yeah, there's this mask that I have now called Aranum. And I didn't get it because they advertised it to me. But the I remember when they first came out, their ads were were so sticky. Like if you googled it, if you talked about it, you'd all of a sudden get the ads for months on end. Mm. Um just about this mask and I was like Wow, that's pretty impressive. I I really believed that they were listening in on what what I was saying, or but because every time I would like talk about it to my friend, all of a sudden they started getting the ads for the for the mask. Um, 
Yeah. But having said that, looking into the technology, it's unreasonable for your phone to constantly be cataloging everything you say. Otherwise, you'd have zero battery. Uh, so anyone thinking that you're actually being listened to all day, it's un- unlikely. <laughs> I have no yeah. solid evidence. I don't. Yeah, I know you don't have any solid, but I. I don't know. <laughs> there have definitely been times where I did not look something up, like in on the internet. I did not write it in a message to anybody on any app on my phone. Um, I didn't. I was, and it wasn't affected by anything I had recently searched. But I maybe just thought about it, <laughs> and then I talked to somebody about it in the car or something, or like. I just verbally said it to someone, not recording it, and then like soon after that, I'd get like targeted with some like the same thing or similar thing, and it's it's just a bit a little bit weird. That's that's times where I've thought, hmm. Yeah, um, there was this one time, I I was in uh, San Francisco. I don't know if I've told you this story, but I was sitting next to somebody on the bus, and I was scrolling through Facebook. And Facebook suggested what seemed very likely to be the person next to me as a friend. <laughs> like, I'm like, no joke. I was like, wait, is is this a is this a person sitting next to me? And lots of people tell me I should have just asked. <laughs> but um, so I I sat there going, holy shit, like. Is it literally suggesting the person next to me? Uh, and in my mind, I'm like, theoretically, yes. You could get a GPS signal on the person's phone next to me, my phone, Facebook realizes we're in close proximity, and then suggests that person as a friend. Fucking uh, creepy. That is creepy. I, I don't think I've ever seen it happen anymore. Granted, I don't scroll through Facebook anymore. Uh, but... At some point in time, they were testing something along those lines, I think. I think it could be similar to how... Um, it could be the networks around you. Like, were you, connect, like, were you friends with anyone else in San Francisco? Oh. On, online? Nah, I think this was Not very really? much a random person. No okay. friends uh, in common, as far as I can remember. Yeah, because I get that a lot here, like, where I live and... Um, sometimes I get recommended to be a friend with someone I've seen at the gym, but that's probably because I follow some of the personal trainers at the gym uh, <laughs> on social media, right. and then they follow them, and they think we're all mates. <laughs> well, they're wrong, because Facebook is wrong sometimes. Yeah. In my case, Instagram. Oh yeah, But it's basically Facebook. Basically Facebook. I like we won't get into it, but there's there's been like all this craze about how Facebook lost one percent of its like annual projected revenue or whatever. I assume that's a lot of money. Yeah, I think they went down a billion dollars or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, Facebook loses one percent or something like that. Facebook. Loses users for the first time. No, no. Uh, one percent. 
value or something like that. What's the value? Uh, two hundred billion of value in one afternoon. No, that makes that's okay. Profit. Yeah, all the companies um are are like I guess meta being revaluated. Cool. Oh, yeah, meta. All the companies are being reevaluated, so it's not too surprising that they're all here. We go. Meta's total revenue slipped one percent to twenty-eight point nine eight billion, down from down from but the company fended off declining is anyways slipped one percent how whatever one percent of 28.8 billion is which is two billion dollars i guess wait that's not <laughs> no, how that's you 10 one percent no, is uh, the, 200 million. the way you'd math is that is 19 actually i don't know yeah, let's not go into math again. We already got into our math episode. Um, it's a lot of money, it seems. Oh yeah, okay. Two point eight eight billion into one of its apps up up from wait no I'm reading I'm reading sparsely. Anyways, they slipped in there. Uh, Kylie Jenner has criticized changes in Meta has made to try to compete with TikTok. Like she oh. knows shit. Sorry, nothing. <laughs> Yeah, she's the one who's, like, moved the needle the most, but, like, I feel like, you know, like, giving celebrities that much credit is a little bit far-fetched. Um, did you see that Instagramchange.org? Uh, the, yeah, the, you sent me, like, a petition that says make... Oh, that's the one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm surprised this didn't come up earlier, but I'm also exhausted of, like, talking about social media changing yeah. and being different from what it was and um yeah that's yeah. like uh the companies decided to go in that direction so what the hell let them go in that direction you yeah i mean it, this leave it. this is the this is the case for i guess a lot of companies i might have worked for in the past like change happens um you can stick around if you want want to see what happens if if you're not a fan, like you have the choice to leave, I think. Um, oh, also, all my friends and all my money's there. <laughs> so I've been at my current company for almost seven years, and I've seen a lot of change there. Um, not all of it has been easy to get to go through, but I personally have found it um, has helped to be patient and understand that some change can take a long time but then like also with with social media like no one's making you keep your instagram account if you don't like it then you can just not use it yeah there's other platforms that i can't think of but (laughs) also yeah keep if you want to keep up with your friends just send each other the pictures right (laughs) (laughs) dude i sent this to people Back in 2006, when they were like, hey, come and join this thing called Facebook, and I can invite you to my birthday party with all these events and stuff. And my response was, you have my phone number. But nobody fucking liked it. (laughs) People get stuck on these um, websites and these social... Because I, I understand... Actually, I'm reading a book called Because Internet. Um, Yeah. And it's uh, it's written by a linguist who uh, talks about some of the 
ways that we communicate online and uh, the different sort of generations of people online. Um, and she goes on to say about Facebook is, uh, you might notice a lot of people who are parents or they have children and they like to use Facebook to keep in touch with people from their real life. Whereas uh, a lot of uh, other people, usually younger, don't like Facebook as much and they prefer other social media where they can actually make friends because that's that's what they kind of value. Oh, yeah. interesting. So the yeah. like uh, creation of connections rather than maintaining existing connections. Yeah, so there's a difference in the way different people uh, use different social media sites. Yeah, and I don't know when the last time you went into Facebook was. You, you don't even have a Facebook. I've you? never had a Facebook. Never. So if you see a Georgie Cook out there, just uh, I'm watching you. You, you can't, <laughs> It's not me. Yeah. Um, actually, we can just go to like images. Uh, I cannot type today, but yeah. You cannot type. I cannot type. Why am I? Why can I not get to Google Images without? having such difficulty face yeah oh my god like they've basically oh my facebook what are you looking for i'm looking for the feed i guess can anyone show an evolution of the feed hey right uh so kind of started like that and the actually kind of started like this (laughs) basically myspace i don't understand why we like left myspace but this looks exactly (laughs) like it and then we we got to here. And you're gonna kinda of sell like feed. Stories. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of stories. So like cause you you use Instagram occasionally. Yeah. Um, and they've got the circles at the top of the people's avatars. Yeah, yeah. So you know how stories have the avatars of the people and they're all in little circles? Yeah. Yeah, and the circles have a coloured line around them when there's something new to watch and you click on it or you tap on it. And once it's done, it goes to the end of the queue or whatever. Now, I've seen seen websites do this. They have at the top of their website, like e-commerce, at the top of their website, they have these circles to promote their new products. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're an e-commerce website trying to sell products. Why are you borrowing from social media? Yeah. Let me send you an example. Have you seen it? I don't think I have. Not yet. We're all being A-B tested by by Instagram. Like they reverted my thing, but actually lots of people have gotten the the stupid TikTok uh, format. Um, Oh, cool. Someone's going to, someone's going to buy my mic stand. Uh, just, <laughs> but, uh, what was, oh, I had a, I had a t- tangential thought about, um, face, like not Facebook specifically. Oh, Google. Right. Oh man. I think I was watching yeah. a doco about this, but essentially like Google's original, um, original thing was, you know, getting people to websites fast. Right, getting people to the answers they want fast. 
and then you can kind of check you can kind of really see right now that um google has is starting to do the opposite of that um a great example of google taking away business from from other sites is that you can you know flights to japan right you google it and and you get basically the um top results uh with a, like a little box up the top and i think this is this is too big or oh, flights to anywhere really i think flight, mm -hmm. let me go flights to perth because i just came back from yeah all right so you can see the card at the top and you can basically search for flights um without uh oh without actually ever clicking yes yeah. yes and they're basically taking away and on top of that and this is probably what the video was about it was like self-preferential businesses and why google is a monopoly uh, and basically it's that actually google doesn't surface the best results here the best flights um in in some cases uh these are people who have partnered with google to get their to get their prices here so um yeah google is has definitely gone way way beyond like way past their original like idea where now you just go to google for everything and you never leave google um oh it was um it was last week tonight by... yeah john oliver yeah i saw that video yeah, yeah john oliver that. did a, a segment on it yeah um, tech monopolies oh that's so good yeah anyone interested just go watch that um and he, he does such a good job at making things funny and digestible. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> I actually, I saw him, I saw him at the State Theatre, like, a few years back. Um, and, oh, this is one of those uh, sort of moments where you kind of had to be there. So, like, the only person I was with was with Nick, so you're not going to get this. But I just thought it was quite funny. At the end, he asked, uh, does anyone have any questions? And I know, like, when they're a really famous comedian... Um, they don't, they obviously can't answer everyone's question, but as he was oh, in between him, his sentences, somebody from the audience shouted, have you ever loved? <laughs> it's, that's what it sounded like. And he heard it like that. And he was, he said, what was that? Have you ever loved? <laughs> it was it was quite funny because they sounded like they were in pain or something. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever loved? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but he's so fun. You know what I really love about John Oliver? Is his hand gestures. Oh, and yeah. the way he enunciates things. Uh, when he says something... I'll give an example. Yeah. He'll no, say, dolphins can't love or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And I can't do his accent very well, but his enthusiasm and his hands... Uh, sort of like almost slamming the table. Oh yeah, he was like, yeah. No, slamming. I will not. Do I will this. not do this. I will not be a puppet or something like that. Yeah. Um, so good. And I he really um I I mean we didn't I didn't notice this and not many people I guess noticed this but uh when you ask a question of Google they just have these accordions that you can just get the answer for without going to the website um and the and of course the problem here is that visits to websites equals revenue for those websites based on ad sense mm -hmm. and visit visitation rates 
give you, you know, um, give you, I guess, credibility to say that you should give me money for the amount of people I draw for ads. So yeah, uh, Google then, and then I realized that, yeah, when you open one of these, it continues to answer more and more questions and you just stay here. You, you never leave Google. You just keep opening up these accordions that keep flying in every time you want, every time you finish getting one of your questions answered. Are sharks attracted to period blood? What the fuck? <laughs> Do you want to know? <laughs> well, guess what, Jeff? You're not going to be going to the website because the answer's right there. Oh, I don't even, like, this stuff can sometimes be taken out of context. I find that uh, oh, when yeah. I read this, the answer's right at the top. I'm like, that sounds like BS. And I read the actual article, I'm like, Oh, there's like there's like a whole paragraph before and after explaining it. Yeah, the context is important. Actually, does um DuckDuckGo Duck, Duck use oh, yeah. this? Because that's what I use. I want to go like to DuckDuckGo. <laughs> so let's ask, like, I don't know. Do Dolphin. Yeah, the same thing. Love. Dolphin. Oh, look. <laughs> Dolphins love. See, do dolphins love? And you can probably maybe get an answer from their blurb but then yeah but they don't do that accordion thing yeah actually i've watched other people like you just did go on google and ask a question or try to get information and i actually find that those accordions and those other things that are not actually the links to the websites i find them rather distracting and i almost ignore them consciously subconsciously sorry yeah i yeah i think um every i use google mostly for you know googling uh uh movies what is the meaning of life <laughs> it's 42 um <laughs> but no joke the meaning of life is to be happy if anyone really wants to know it's true um yeah the the, the first few results for most things are just like videos i'm like, i don't want videos scroll 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 and like it's images scroll 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 it's like <laughs> give, me, give me your website it gives me the answer I think it depends on what you're looking for. Like, I don't... Okay, I, I feel like I must have some kind of different way of searching <laughs> searching search engines because um, I did a comms degree and it was really important that we find, like, academic articles uh... and very and important that when we do our research, we find reputable sources. And especially now, right, with the amount of misinformation we have on the internet. I think that's even more important to fully and thoroughly read the sources of your information. So I don't think it's a very good habit to have. And I don't try to have this habit of just reading the, 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 res- the things that comes up on the screen after I search. I usually open up articles and read and try to figure out if they're from a reputable source. Yeah. You know who isn't being reputable right now? Us, you. because we <laughs> haven't ended our episode yet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, joining us today. The what was it? Uh, you can follow us on at Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find us. Oh, as in our episode, <laughs> you can find our, us find down us. the road, <laughs> watching you <laughs> <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, probably not anything Google, but I don't know actually. Um, <laughs> the, and and the big, the big dolphin love. <laughs> uh, um, uh, so yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye.